Welcome to the Best Ever You Show with your host, Elizabeth Hamilton Garino, CEO and founder of the Best Ever You Network. The Best Ever You Show is here to help you live your life to the fullest. How? Real people, including celebrities, real advice, real places, products, and businesses, real life stories. With this radio show, printed magazine, websites, community, and more. And now, here is your host, Elizabeth. Hello, everybody, and thanks for joining us. I'm Elizabeth from the Best Ever You Show and the Best Ever You Network, also an author with Hay House. My book is Percolate, Let Your Best Self Filter Through. Uh, Happy New Year, and thank you for joining us. We've got a wonderful guest. She's also a Hay House author. Her name is Rena Greenberg, and she is going to kick off our New Year of Shows with us today. And I know one thing that a lot of people worry about is their well-being, their weight, their health, whatever you want to call it, their fitness. Lots of goals going on in the new year and at the end of the year, and it, it carries over into the first three months, and people give up. They don't know what to do. They, you know, it's, just all, it's all over the place. You know what I mean. Those resolutions and, and, and so forth are everywhere. So um, I brought Rena on today because I think she's just a pro. Um, I've, I've read one of her books. I'm working my way through another one. And uh, every once in a while, Twitter just delivers this gem of a human being that you meet. And I, and I was like, Rena, I just met you on Twitter. I know it says you're a Hay House author like me. I haven't come across you yet. And I would love to have you on the show. And um, she's got this really cool seminar that we're going to talk about probably right off the bat versus the end. We'll probably couple times maybe throughout the show. She's got a really neat seminar coming up. And so my goal here today is to just, um, if you don't already know Rena Greenberg, my goal is to introduce you to her, show you her books. Um, if you don't follow everything perfect from her books, fine, but maybe there's a, a, a piece that will touch your life in some small way. Whatever it is, we're, we're here for you today. Um, so welcome, Rena. Um, thank you for being on the show today with me. Oh, thank you, Elizabeth. It's a pleasure to be here with you today. Yeah, yeah I want to tell people, um, and, and feel free to interrupt me and add and all this stuff, because we're just sort of having a girl chat here. But let me tell people just a little bit about you. Um, this is the uncomfortable part where I just get to talk about all the cool stuff you've done. Um, Rena, um, <laughs> yeah, she, you've been on everything, like 150 plus stories of, in you know USA Today and um Fox and Good Morning America and uh, everywhere, but you, but the wellness program you have um, has been reviewed and, and sponsored in 75 hospitals or more probably at this point, 100 major corporations like Walt Disney and AT&T and Home Depot for a long time now, since 1990. And um, this year, this is neat. Um, is this 2006 and it already aired or it's going to air? You have to correct me there. But you've got a 90-minute television special, Easy Willpower, that's on PBS. Did that already air or it's airing? Yeah, it's actually airing on stations uh, across the country. That's so cool. What a goal. I gotta, I gotta find, yeah. That is so neat. That just must be like, yes. People are hearing me, and and I'm helping people, and that's just got to be neat. But you're the author of, um, I don't know if you have two books or more, but the ones I know about are The Right Way by Hay House Publishing and The Craving Cure by McGraw-Hill. Is that correct? Yes, yes. Awesome. And um, you've got uh, all these cool degrees, and you know hypnosis and NLP and biofeedback therapy and just a resource. And um, the website I have on the show is easywillpower.com. Do you have other ones that you want people to know about? 
Oh, thank you, Elizabeth. My main website is, as you said, easywillpower.com. And then I also have sugardivorce.com, which is brand new. It's a, it's a new video and program on sugardivorce.com. And then I also have slendercider.com. And uh, Slender Cider is wonderful. It's something I just created uh, for myself when I had, had gained a couple pounds. And it was, it's a really healthy sort of tonic. It's a concentrate that you put into water. It's a 11 herbs fresh brewed in a base of organic apple cider vinegar. So it's like a strong uh, concentrated cup of tea. And it really helps to balance blood sugar, cut cravings, and most importantly, to alkalize so you don't crave uh, those acidic processed foods anymore. So those are the, the websites. But, yes, my main website is easywillpower.com. Okay. And you just touched on something. I don't want to go too far off from um, things. But, you know, I opened up your book right to the part about things that you can drink like that. And I am a person who suffers from food allergies really badly. And I, we have a pretty large food allergy mm-hmm. audience. So some of the stuff like your ginger tea and what you're just talking about, your slender cider and all the stuff, it just resonated with me because I believe that things like that really hold down inflammation and keep you, keep you well. Um, so uh, if, if I forget, <laughs> bring us back to that mm-hmm. point, because I would really love for people to get a couple takeaways um, from that. I think it's really helpful. And it's kind of, it's kind of like a little easy thing you can do. That's not too troubling. seems like to me. Anyway. Absolutely. That's the thing. It is. It's so simple and easy. And, uh, and like you said, it holds down inflammation and it just helps to keep you balanced and cleansed and alkalized and energized. And it's all natural or organic. I mean, just simple things that we can do that make a huge difference. Yeah. So, um, Everybody seems like every once in a while they get a pretty good wake-up call. Um, mm. I know I've, I've nearly died from food al- allergic reactions, and I've had a couple of pretty good wake-up calls myself. Um, can you share yours with our audience so they get a little feedback about your, your past? Yeah, absolutely. It was. It's, it's funny. It really, um, you know, it was the worst thing and the best thing, very, you know, kind of cliche, but... Um, so in my 20s, I was just, you know, very energized and living in New York City and just having this really kind of fun, full life, working in entertainment and fashion and traveling and all kinds of things. And then all of a sudden, literally, it was all of a sudden like the rug being pulled out from under, I lost all my energy. And I mean all of it. So then I started to, you know, just pound the pavement going from doctor to doctor. And the only things I, that were, you know, that seemed to... A trip be attributed to would possibly would be chronic fatigue or food allergies. I didn't know what it was. But then all of a sudden I walked into the emergency room at Brooklyn Methodist Hospital and I was told that my heart was beating at a rate of 30 beats per minute and that actually I remember this lovely Swedish doctor came right up to me and he said, the only thing keeping you alive now is your age. I was 26 years old. And they whisked me back into the ER and hooked me up and to all these machines. And I ended up being, I ended up, you know, being admitted into the hospital. And for three weeks, I was in the cardiac care unit. And the chief of cardiology at the time, he looked at my heart and he said to me, you have the heart of an 80-year-old, which was shocking to me. And he said, I needed a pacemaker implanted into my heart, which they did. And so at the end of three weeks, I walked out of the hospital with a pacemaker put into my heart, and I walked out, and I remember thinking, wow, I can't believe I really had a second chance. And I really, I think it really hit me that that whole year that I was spent going to doctors and kind of not really knowing what was going on, and I realized I really could have been dead. 
because my heart was going at such a low rate, but it was misdiagnosed. Nobody had caught it. Uh, so when I came out, I was determined to find health. And I began to study everything I could about health, nutrition, herbs. And finally, I just stumbled upon the discovery of the power of the mind. And I kind of stumbled upon it by accident. I went for biofeedback therapy, not even knowing what it was. And so a whole new world opened up for me, Elizabeth, and I ended up going back to college. I got a degree in biopsychology. I became board certified as a biofeedback therapist. But I realized uh, for those of, you know, because I didn't know what biofeedback was either. So for people who may not be familiar with it, it was really just using instruments that are measuring the changes that happen in your body. For example, blood pressure, heart rate, EKG, so the brain waves, skin temperature, uh, sweating response. They're just measuring. Biofeedback therapy isn't changing you. It's like a mirror. It's measuring what's going on. But the only way things are changing is because you are being taught self-hypnosis techniques. And they don't call it hypnosis and biofeedback. But I came to see that that's what it was. So once I realized the core, the root of what's making the changes uh, was, you know, what I'm calling hypnosis, I wanted to learn everything I could about it. And so I studied and I became certified and that led me to neurolinguistic programming. And I took, you know, many, many, many courses, studied for several years. And at the end of it, I just felt so excited about all this. And all, when you really boil it down to what it is, it's reprogramming the subconscious mind and training, retraining your brain. And I ended up, I started working in a doctor's office as a biofeedback therapist. And from there, I ended up doing seminars to help people quit smoking and lose weight in hospitals. And then I decided to bring the whole thing down to Florida, where I moved in 1990. And that's when I started to, I created and developed my own wellness seminar program, four hospitals, four major corporations. And I started doing these programs for the employees at Walt Disney World and Home Depot, as you mentioned, and all these hospitals, over 75 hospitals evaluated and approved my program. And I ended up being able to share this information with literally hundreds of thousands of people uh, and I focused on weight loss and smoking cessation because, to me, these addictions are the most painful and, and the ones that, you know, take away our freedom and limit our lives. And I see that we can change our thinking and completely be free from these addictions. Yeah. Um, can I go back to that moment where you left the hospital for just a second? Bring you, bring you yes, back there. You know, when you leave yeah. the hospital like that and you're 26 years old, is that what you said, with a pacemaker? Mm-hmm. You didn't yeah. say something just now. And sometimes the what you don't say is so cool. Um, you didn't say, and I was so depressed and so bummed and, oh, my God, this happened to me or anything like that. You said I was determined. But nowhere in what you just said did you say, you know, I was devastated or anything like that. Were Were you? That's a great point. Yeah, I have to tell you the truth. It's funny. I was I was lying there in the hospital, and the chaplain kept coming in the room. Yeah, he was, I've been he was there. A sweet man. Yeah, and he's like, "You must be so upset." And I have to tell you the truth. I wasn't because I was so grateful that it was found whatever had been wrong with me. Because don't forget, it wasn't like I. I mean, I had not felt well for at least a year. And I didn't know what was wrong with me. And so, and, and every doctor couldn't find anything. So yeah. when finally it was revealed, but, but, and I soon realized that, okay, they put the pacemaker in, but that wasn't the end all. I still felt as physically, I felt as bad after the pacemaker was in as I had before. 
But that, real, that made me realize that, wait, there's something else going on here that, yes, now I had the physical thing taken care of, and I had to take it to the next level. And I started to study, and I started to study consciousness and mindfulness and retraining the brain. Then I realized I have the power. I mean, that's what was so exciting to me. Like, I realized I had the power to completely change my life. Yeah, that's really cool. And I want to make one other point, too, um, if I can, and, and maybe you could elaborate, is um, it, uh, it seems to me in hearing you that this is probably the last thing you ever expected too, because you were like a workout guru and, you know, not overweight, not, you know, it wasn't like you're thinking, Oh, it could be my heart. You know, it, it, did it, did that catch you like totally by surprise? You're like, really my heart? It it was a complete total shock. Um, But then I thought about it. And, you know, as I, as I did write in the book, you know, I I had thought my health was good because like you said, I exercised and I thought I was eating right. But and then I look back and I realize not at all. I realize that I had been very compulsive, compulsive with my exercise, compulsive with my eating, that I really hadn't been balanced. And actually, I realized that a couple of years earlier, I really had suffered with, uh, suffered, but I mean, in the sense that I was, I had a problem with food. I was eating too much sugar, the wrong foods. So I had to constantly exercise so that I didn't become, you know, so I didn't have a huge weight problem. But it was still in my mind. It was an obsession. It wasn't healthy. And I wasn't free. And that's when I realized that my goal for my life and then later to help other people, you know, to me, the weight loss is a side benefit. To me, my goal is to help people to attain that freedom where you don't have to count every calorie or jump on and off the scale or, you know, go out and force yourself to exercise. You know, it's all about, you know, being and living in moderation is such a cliche, but it's how do we really live that way and be at peace? And get there, because I know I've spent probably a good fair share of my adult life, you know, constantly on the scale or off the scale or pregnant or not pregnant, you know, just all over the map. I, I, have four, I have four kids and I know, you know, know. and <laughs> yeah. And so, um, and honestly, I'm in that phase again where I'm like, okay, I'm almost 50. I think I'm just going to really tone and this year ch- change it up again and, you know, lose you know, cause I've held my weight, you know, just all those things, you know, girls and guys do, you know, we we're constantly seems like, you know, fretting about our weight and well-being in one way or another. So I think this is, this is really cool what you do. And um, so what should we talk about first? Where should we go first in the conversation? So people really listen in and get a great takeaway from this show. What would you, what would you suggest? Well, you know, I think the conversation we're on to me, it's really impactful. And the idea of, you know, it's good to have a mindfulness, I think, about our health and, and where we want to be. Like you said, oh, I'm turning 50. You know, I want to set some goals and maybe get a little fitter. And I think that's really good. I just, I just think that the important piece is, you know, what's your state of mind? You know, what's your frame of mind? Like, are you able to do this in a way that it feels like self-love and self-care and self-respect? Or is it in a way that's sort of frantic and beating yourself up and obsessive and compulsive and all oh, those a pretty good mixture. So <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's a good mixture. I bet it is for a lot of people too. So how do you get rid of that? Because you know you do. I like I could tell you, like last night I went out for dinner and I'm just like, oh man, that's not what I want to wear. You know, I want to wear something else. It doesn't quite button mm. right. You know, whatever. And you get into that mode of like, okay, I suck. <laughs> too much pizza and yeah. ice cream or whatever it is. And then you're in that cycle of beating yourself up a little bit as you're trying to have fun out for dinner. It's just like, so I should have tried on my clothes yesterday. (laughs) Oh, I know. Right. Exactly. That last minute, you know, looking in the closet. Ah. 
Well, I think part of it, though, you know, it's part of it's acceptance because in the different phases yeah. in our lives, I mean, our body's different. I mean, part of it is no matter, I mean, you could lose, you could be at your ideal weight, but as you get older, your body still does change. Things shift yeah. around a little bit. So, so think? I think part of that's acceptance. <laughs> I think, and I think to be able to laugh, you know, laugh with ourselves and not at ourselves, you know, yeah. like just kind of acceptance. Like to say, okay, I've got a lot of great things about getting older. I'm a little wiser. I'm a little more seasoned. Maybe I'm more compassionate. Maybe I'm a little impatient. And my weight fluctuates a little bit, you know, change a little bit. So I think there is that self-acceptance. But I also think you brought up a certain point. Like if it's been too much pizza or ice cream, no, the goal isn't to beat ourselves up, but it's to really start to look at the foods we're eating and to start to really make that connection between what we're eating and how it makes us feel. So, I think the old way of thinking is, oh, when I'm on a diet, I feel deprived. And then the voices in your head are, oh, everyone else gets to eat pizza, everyone else gets to eat ice cream, why shouldn't I, just a couple bites. When the reality may be that pizza or ice cream at this time in your life, you know, maybe it was fine when you were 10 or 20, but maybe at this (laughs) time in your life, it really, you know, it it might really be a toxin. And so being able to look at that without feeling deprived and saying, you know what, and that's what I love about what I teach, which is, you know, I name it hypnosis or a form of self-hypnosis. And it's all about changing your thinking subconsciously so that you actually prefer healthier food. So you could sit down in a restaurant. And I know this is true for me. You know, Elizabeth, I never thought that I would prefer a salad to, let's say, fettuccine Alfredo. I mean, I was the queen of pasta and, you know, especially in a good restaurant, you know, how all the flavor. And now yeah. when I look at foods that I used to love, like, for example, fettuccine Alfredo, to me, it just looks disgusting. It's not even like, oh, I want it and I can't have it, which is a diet mentality. It's, oh, I wouldn't eat that. I wouldn't put that in my body. It just feels like just a big bowl or plate full of chemicals and processing and yeah. uh, empty calories. So the, the point is that when you look at food that way, you're free. And this is what my clients tell me all the time. They say, you know, I'll have someone come to me and say, Okay, you know, I can, uh, I can follow this, but the only thing I will not give up is, let's say, my wine. Or the only thing I just can't give up is, uh, you know, the cookies. And I say, you don't have to give up anything. It's all about listening to your body. So when we do the hypnosis, you're just going to start to get in touch with your inner wisdom. You're going to go deeper within yourself and really connect to what does your body need. And I love people come back like three, four weeks later and they say, I can't believe it. You know, if it was the wine, I haven't had a glass of wine. I haven't had a cookie. And I said, how was that? Was it really hard? Not at all. Even over the Christmas break, it wasn't hard at all because the programming in the mind changes. Yeah. So I I want to bring people back to your website, too, for a second. So if you're listening along, um, Rena's website is easywillpower.com. And uh, I'm actually on your website right now, and I've I've been on your website before, but oh my gosh, I just love you. You have this like uh, your radiance and warmth come right through your website in that in the video on on you know you have like little videos that roll when you log on. You're so adorable. Oh, thank you. <laughs> just so you know. Oh, and you listen, this, thank this, you. Yeah, there's such like a caring aura about you. I mean, you really care about yourself and you care about other people. And so I'm on your I'm on your blog. And um, I, I pulled down the menu and it, and it says all these things like Rena recommends, Rena's recipes, how hypnosis can change your life, life-changing stories. And there's all these really cool things. One of the things sometimes people, you know, people are afraid of things they don't know. You know, it's just probably fairly natural. They go, oh, yeah, hypnosis, sure, that's going to change my life. How, 
how do you respond to that when people aren't open to something that really could change their life? Well, you know, and that's certainly valid. And I think hypnosis is a word that's so misunderstood. And honestly, you know, if I didn't understand really the power of it, I think I would feel the same way, you know, because you think about stage shows or even in the movies, the way it's depicted, and it just seems so unbelievable. (laughs) Like, are you kidding me? So I think either people are afraid of it for, you know, either they think, oh, my gosh, I don't want someone to control my mind. I don't want someone to, uh, you know, implant who knows what, or uh, I don't want to reveal secrets, sometimes people say. And it's important to understand that the way I do hypnosis, it's really about heart centering. It's connecting to a deeper level. And really, it's semantic. So you want to say it's subconscious mind, your heart, your soul, but to a deeper place inside. So I feel like it's like getting a second opinion. So the conscious chattering mind, which so often we're way too identified with it, you know, that critical, analytical, negative place, um, you know, that all, every person that we all have. And it says things like, oh, at my age, with my hormones, what's the difference? I might as well eat what I want. Or, oh, you know, I've just had a cookie. I've blown the diet. I might as well just finish the box and start a diet next week, you know. Or whatever it is, or <laughs> the way we talk ourselves out of anything, you know, any dreams that we might have. Oh, I'm too old to find someone who will love me or whatever. And, you know, rather than arguing with ourselves or, or then making it worse, compounding it by saying, God, I'm so negative. What's wrong with it? You know, instead, it's about tapping into the deeper heart and the deeper mind, and connecting to a place where there is self-love and self-compassion, remembering a time when you really did feel confident, or an area, you know, very few of us feel like failures in every area of our life. So someone might feel like a failure in the area of weight and food, but they may be very successful in their relationship. You know, they may have been married for 10, 20, 30 years, and really been able to cultivate a beautiful love with their partner, despite obstacles, despite difficulty. And so it's a matter of taking the resources that you're able to use in other areas of your life, like, for example, parenting or career, and bring it to this area of your life, whatever the this is, whatever area you're feeling weak in. And, you know, I love that. So quick to, yeah, Can you repeat that? You. From That just touched my heart right there. That's cool what you just said, because you're right. Not everybody is perfect in every way. I, I think about people like that a lot. You know, I'm like, oh, they're perfect in every aspect of their life, you know, <laughs> you know kind of thing. And you, and you do, you kind of like compare and despair a little bit. And um, I don't do that very much anymore, but I think I was the queen of it um, 10 years ago, maybe 15 years ago. I've, I've learned that that doesn't work so well now, but, you know, to maybe somebody who, who doesn't know that. Uh, but could, I know I just talked, um, exactly. but can you, can you pull back a little bit and just well, sort of repeat that again? Cause that's cool. Sure. I, I mean, the gist of it is why do we identify with the weakest part of ourselves? You know, we don't have to. And, you know, yeah. the earlier question is what about, you know, if you're afraid of hypnosis. So to me, what I do with my self hypnosis and, you know, you could probably talk to 10 people who do hypnosis and everyone would have maybe a different kind of uh, way of looking at what they do. But for me, it's really all about bypassing that critical, judgmental voice that has all this logic. You know, it's like a lawyer. It's like, you know, it's like you've got this lawyer inside of you that's just arguing, you know, to, uh, <laughs> to actually to condemn you, right? It's got all, and yeah. it has so much data. And the thing is, what we need is to tap into a different, a deeper place, not even so much a defense attorney, because why should we be on the defensive? But instead to connect in with a place, to a place that re- of really of self-love. And what I was saying earlier is an easier way to access it and to think about areas in our life where we are successful. And someone might be listening and thinking, oh, I failed in my career. I'm divorced twice. But 
look deeper because maybe you were a great daughter, you know, or son. Maybe you took care of your aging parent in a way that someone else couldn't have. Well, how did you do that? I mean, think about your patience, your compassion, your love. And now if you can just for a moment make yourself the recipient of that patience, that love, that compassion, instead of whether you were giving that to a parent, to a spouse, to, to your neighbor, to your child, or to your pet. So self-hypnosis to me, yeah, it's about connecting to that deeper love and being able to channel it where you need it the most. So if you are someone that overeats every night, you do not need the whip because you've already tried the whip. It's about, yes, you do obviously have to change your behavior, but at the same time, change your behavior with love, not with not by adding, you know, salt in your wound. Because, and you're, and you're not alone. You, don't, you made an important point, Elizabeth, how you would look at other people. We all do that and think they haven't made. But, you know, there's people that are looking at you and thinking you haven't made because we don't know what, what kind of suffering and struggle other people are going through. And yeah. uh, Everybody so, has it made know, in one point, you know. Everybody has, I notice that as I get a little older, everybody has really cool things about them. There, there's some gifts out there and everything, and everybody has struggles. And you kind of all, and once you, like, get to know somebody and ask them, like, a couple questions, like, well, you know, what do you feel is awesome about you? What, do you? what struggles have you gone through? People open up and tell the coolest stories about things they've been through. And um, you're right, like, the, the love applied to get through them. Um, or to take that love that's successful in a different area and pull it over to make a different area successful is really, that's a cool concept. If you think about it, yeah, you know, like you could be, uh, yeah, it's just a, that's a cool idea. I really haven't ever thought of that, that like that before. Because you're right, it's a yes. place. Like you suck, you suck at weight loss or whatever, you know. You might be a, a great mom, but wow, you know, you've got 20 pounds on you all the time or whatever that is. People do that all the time in different things. Even with money, like somebody will say, well, you know, I'm at the gym every day and I'm super skinny and I'm super well, well, you know, my well-being is all in check and everything like that. But boy, I just got fired or whatever. You know, it's it's this. Yeah, yeah there's it, and it's not so black yeah. and white. But um, there's definitely areas in everybody's life where they can apply that, those concepts you're talking about, I think. I don't think everybody's perfect exactly. in every and, area. Right, right, right. And, you know, at the same time, I'm also extremely practical. So I, I love that, you know, kind of spiritual approach about finding where you're able to be the most loving and applying that to yourself. But also in a practical way, it's like if you look at an area of your life where you're successful, you'll notice you do certain things. So, for example, let's say you're really successful with your work. Well, chances are you plan ahead and you prepare and you have your eye on the outcome that you're trying to achieve and everything you do are steps that you take towards achieving that outcome. But if you're struggling with your weight, I know so many people will come to me and it's like, what do you eat during the day? I don't know. Whatever, you know, whatever someone brings into work, that's, you know, if, if, the, if the drug rep brings in, you know, donuts and I eat donuts, or, you know, and it's kind yeah. of like, okay. So looking at, okay, so what, what behaviors could you, well, I could plan ahead. I could be prepared. I could actually, you know, make a decision of what I'm going to eat based on the goal that I have, which is to be healthy. And that's another thing where I feel like, again, rather than making the focus be on weight, let the focus be on health, looking and feeling our best. And health to me is not just physical. It's mental and emotional health. Yeah. You know, so many people pay attention to the outsides of their bodies. I've I've noticed this, too. As I get older, everybody's all worried about their wrinkles and their 11s and their smile lines and their teeth yellowing and their God knows what, you know, the outside. Yeah. And 
I am always, especially somebody with food allergies and stuff like that, I'm actually always a little bit more worried about, you know, is my liver functioning right? Is my heart beating right? Is my pancreas working? You know, all that stuff. Yeah. And um, I, do you, can you touch on that just a little bit, especially maybe in respect to like the, like I'm big into like lemon water and uh, the apple cider vinegar stuff. And I just believe your, your liver needs, you, your liver needs love. Oh, absolutely. And, and that, absolutely, you're so right. I mean, we, we do put way too much emphasis on the outside. But, you know, it's difficult not to because it's such a cultural thing. You know, it's how we know that we're judged and, and people do judge one another based on their appearance. And those judgments translate into, you know, opportunities. So it can be challenging. So, of course, we do have to put some, you know, just to live in the world, have to put some focus on our outer appearance. But you're absolutely right. It makes such a difference uh, in, focusing on the internal in many ways, one that you're talking about, which is cleansing the body and staying as healthy as possible. But also another way is also being aware of our energy, you know, our inner energy, which means how we're feeling, our emotions, what, what vibes are we sending out, and our thoughts, because we think our thoughts are private, but we're actually sending out, we're transmitting energy, and people feel that. And even at the most basic level, you know, at the most basic level, you can walk into a room, and if two people were fighting, you feel a tension in the air. As opposed to if a mother's sitting in the room nursing her brand new baby or just a puppy, you know, a dog just gave birth to, you know, a litter of puppies, it's, oh, my God, you can feel the love. And different so energy. being aware of different energies. So maybe some of us, you know, aren't, you know, perfect tens, you know, physically, but it makes a huge difference what we're radiating out in terms of how, we, how effective we are in the world and how we're received and how we're able to make a difference. Yeah. Um, Rena, can I keep you on for maybe 15 or 20 more minutes? I scheduled the show for a half an hour. For so for anybody listening live, the show will um, continue um, and it will be in, uh, in replay as well. If you've phoned in or if you're on the link, you can keep on listening with us. Can you stay for a little bit longer? Oh, that would be wonderful. Yes. Thank you. Okay, cool. Um, so... Yeah, I I disagree. I totally agree with you um, about just the rate, you know, the energy you put out and in and and everything like that. I just, uh, yeah, I can't agree with you more. It's 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 cool. So let me um, let me talk. Can we just go to your books for a little bit and just talk a little bit about each book and what they're about? Um, So we start with maybe the right weight. We don't have to go into total, you know, chaotic detail, every little word or anything like that, but I've got the right weight in front of me. It's called the right weight, six steps to permanent weight loss used by more than 100,000 people. And um, I grabbed this from Amazon. It's available in bookstores and um, it's endorsed by um, Dr. Northrup, who's awesome. She's in first magazine this month too. It's pretty cool. Um, Yeah, you have, you have, you're, you know, you're the wake story about the wake up calls in the beginning and stuff like that. But you've got these six cool steps. Um, instead of going through all six of them, do you maybe have like a, a favorite one, or do you want to touch on all six really fast, or how do you, how do you want to do that, or tell, just tell us what the book's about? You you go for it. Oh, I'm gonna just be quiet. Just, <laughs> no, no, thank you so much uh, for the you know beautiful intro about the book. Um, I did want to say something, though, because it could be confusing. So the book is The Right Way, and I just want to tell your listeners it's spelled oh, right way. W-E-I-G-H. Yeah, yeah, no, no worries. Because, you did uh, say The Right Way? When you're I'm hearing sorry. It. I did that. Yeah. That was okay. The Right Way. Have, sorry. Right, because even if you say The Right Way, there were a couple spellings, and so people don't always know that it's, you know, W-E-I-G-H. Funny. 
Um, so yeah, I'd love to go over it. So really the first uh, step is know your vision. And I do want to say just kind of an overview of the book. It is really a step-by-step uh, mind, body, spirit approach to weight loss. So if you're all into diets and the physical, I mean, there's a lot of information about, you know, how do we balance the foods that we eat? How do we know what to eat? Um, how do you kind of figure that out for yourself? And, uh, so that's really important. But then the book goes a lot into how do you get yourself in the right state of mind uh, emotionally and also how do you connect, how do you make your spiritual connection stronger so that you can use that in this area of your life. So it's full of exercises. It's a real practical book. So it's not just philosophy. Great. Philosophy is great. But we want to know how do we do it. So I have so many exercises and techniques, and that's because, you know, you can pick and choose. You don't have to do every single one. Um, but this way, it really gives you sort of a how-to. This um, book so, is all about so, action. This is action. It, like, it, people it, always, how? You know, that's the number one question. Like, how do I do this? How will I be successful doing this? I don't want to be unsuccessful again. You know, that kind of thing. If you're struggling, this is a good book. This is cool. I'm sorry it's taken me a while to find you and it, but this is cool. Thank you so much. Yeah, it has to be practical. It has to be how-to. Um, so the first step is really kind of know your vision, know what you want. And it seems obvious, but if you look at your behaviors on a daily basis, the issue is, are your thoughts and actions matching your vision? So you have a certain outcome that you want, but it's very important to really hold that vision, to know the vision and to hold the vision. And so there's full, you know, lots of exercises from simple goal-setting chart. And the reason I add in the goal-setting chart is because when we write things down, it really impresses itself, those things that we're writing down on the subconscious part of the mind. So it's one thing to think in your head, oh, I just lose five pounds this month. And it's another thing to write it down and then write down your action plan, your strategy. And then also it's about looking at beliefs. You know, what are the beliefs, not just consciously, but subconsciously, that are, you know, keeping you stuck? Um, limiting beliefs, like I can't exercise, you know, my hormones are causing this, I just want to eat what I enjoy, or, you know, I don't really eat that much, you know, I hear that all the time. Well, you know, so the next step is asking yourself, well, is that true? You know, what, how is that belief helping me or hurting me? And then when you create new empowering beliefs, sometimes it feels like you're telling yourself a lie. So you might tell yourself small portions satisfy me, but then you find that you just keep pigging out. Uh, but the truth is, if we repeat lies to ourselves often enough, we do believe them. Unfortunately, we do act on them. So, uh, like one of the exercises in the first step, which is know your vision, is to create visual cues to reinforce new beliefs. So, writing them down, like on little sticky notes, and placing them everywhere you go. Like, for example, I reach for water throughout the day. You know, just reminding yourself of your new intention. Because part of the problem is, you know, we have such lofty goals and then we get busy with life and you know people are calling us on the phone and our kids need us and we forget it's just that simple we forget uh the new habits that we want to get into so other things that we can do are uh you know putting up pictures of ourselves at our ideal weight now an interesting thing is i got a call as you mentioned i've had the wonderful privilege on being on a lot of tv shows and it's really not me it's my clients because my clients when they lose 100 pounds 120 pounds a lot of the major uh, networks want to feature them. And uh, so uh, about a year or so ago, I got a call from a producer at 2020 who was working on a piece. And um, she was saying to me, you know, hypnosis, I'm, I'm really interested in it. She was just kind of confiding her personal um, 
her personal experience. And she said, but you know what? After I had my second child, she said, I put a picture of myself up in the refrigerator at a perfect weight because I read that you're supposed to do that. She says, but, you know, it didn't help. And so I said to her, well, let me ask you this. When you looked at the picture, what went through your mind? Did you say, oh, that's me? Or did you say, oh, I'll never achieve that again. I I'll never be at that weight. And she laughed. She said, you know what? I never thought about it. I told myself I'll never be at that weight again. Yeah. And so it's so important to yeah, have the awareness. Yeah, I, 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 uh, that's a really good point because I do that. I, I admit it, I do that. I, I see younger pictures of me, like in uh, swimming suits on stage for like a pageant I was in or something like that. And I think, oh, that was so much work. I'm never going to be there again. <laughs> you know, that kind of thing. And it's, that's not true. You might be a little bit older, but that, that other, the second part of that isn't accurate at all. You just have to exactly. work. Exactly. You've got to take the action to, to do it. And, and I remember exactly what I did to do that. And it's like, oh, do I really want to go through all that again, being at the gym every day and all this stuff? And, and you make a choice. And so, yeah, yeah, I've made some different choices lately to get back um, at the gym or into my yoga and all that stuff. So I feel way better. I feel I'm a happier creature when I'm exercising. For me personally, oh, I don't know about 100%. anybody listening, but I love exercising. Nothing on me aches when I exercise. I know. And that's such an important point because for me, it's all about reframing, you know, with all the steps, with all the books, with all my work, it's about reframing. Yeah. And so part of it might be, you might not have the same goal that you did when you were 30. You know what? You might not need, you know, the flat abs or whatever, you know, to be on a, a, a pageant. How exciting, you know, that you did that. And that was ab, ABS, by the way. There was a B in uh, there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Just want to make know, sure everybody heard that. that. <laughs> It's, it's exciting, you know, and you can look at that and say, wow, like all the things I've accomplished. So instead of like, oh, my stomach will be that flat, not, never be that flat again. You know what? You've got your beautiful four yeah. boys and, you know, you have that wonderful experience that will always be with you. But you're right. When you exercise, it doesn't have to be like you said something, oh, hard work. I like to look at it as, you know, it's something that we can look forward to. We don't have to, you know, make it that hard on ourselves. We can find something that we enjoy. You know, whether it's yeah. going to the gym or maybe it's like I'm out there rollerblading every day and oh, I fun. love it. it feels, yeah. It's so much fun. Yeah. And for me, you know, that's just, it's, it's what, it's what I love to do. I'm outside. But uh, for me, going to the gym, just, it, it feels like too much work for someone yeah. else. Someone else might love the gym. They love the camaraderie, the training, the equipment. So I'm not against the gym, but what I'm for is really tapping into that inner mind and finding how can I make exercise or activity, increasing activity, fun. Yeah, and not beat yourself up and all these and all these cool I love the word reframing, by the way. I hope everybody caught that because um that's a big that's a big one. When you find yourself going negative and you can probably articulate it a little bit better, but I have this in my book a little bit. But you know, it's 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 I, I frame from gratitude. I'm I'm a creature that, you know, has really truly nearly died like you. I've felt that heartbeat slip. And um, so when I wake up in the morning, I'm just grateful for breathing. You know, you might wake up and uh, grateful your heart's beating, you know, that kind of just a real simple act of like, okay, I'm pretty grateful I'm alive here. How's this day going to go from this moment? And usually they go pretty great just from that framing point. Um, Whereas some people let little things, you know, completely rattle them um, or, you know, you know, whatever, but reframing into gratitude or into positive is a pretty cool um, way to way to 
behave, I don't know if the right words behave. Is that the right word for that? Yeah, to be. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, and that's a great, great point, Elizabeth. And, you know, somebody listening might think, well, that sounds really good that I don't feel grateful. Like I'm really hurting. I'm in pain. You know, you don't know my mm-hmm. experience. Uh, I've been betrayed. I've been hurt. I, I have no energy or whatever. And, and so sometimes there are baby steps to take or transition steps to take. Um, I, don't, I don't feel that we can force gratitude. And it's right. a beautiful state. I feel like if you wake up every day in a state of gratitude, that's really like, feels to me like the divine grace that you really, wow, that you're, you're there, you know, that your consciousness is so uplifted because that's such a high level of consciousness. And, and so I think it's holding that vision, like I want to feel grateful, you know, and asking for help from your inner self to get to that place of gratitude and at the same mm-hmm. time having compassion for yourself. But one key, and this is also in the book when you ask for parts of the book, is really about witnessing. I think that's step two. But it's really witnessing and having that awareness of yourself, like being able to observe yourself with compassion, not judgment, and saying, okay, I want to feel grateful, but how do I actually feel? I actually feel angry. Okay, all right. (laughs) And just observing yourself, like as the grateful part of yourself, like just observing that angry part and saying, okay, like, can you describe that? What do you, you know, well, this shouldn't have happened. Okay. Now, when you have that thought, are you, are you constricted or how do you feel? Yeah. And then you tune into your body. It's like, oh my God, when I have that thought, I'm holding my breath, you know, my heart's not, you know, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm clenching. I'm just saying, okay. Yeah, that's a really good point. Some of that. Yeah. You can't just tell people to wake up and be grateful. There's a process for sure. And I know I went through my own process to, to kind of get to that that point of at least even just being aware that it existed, <laughs> you know, cause I was pretty, pretty mad for a while and felt like a pretty good victim too with the, uh, with, you know, just with the nearly dying thing. I was, I was pretty, pretty sad and stuff for a pretty long time. Um, so I, yeah. I agree with you completely. That that's a really good point. That self-compassion and everything. Um, okay. So for the sake of time, we won't go through every single point of, of your book, the right way, by the way, <laughs> not wait. Yeah. Sorry about that. Uh, that was a good, no, good no, correction no. there. So the right way, W E I G H. Um, let's go to, um, what you have coming up and then maybe we could finish with the other book. Would that work for you time-wise or do you have to go? Oh, no, I'm good. No, this is fine. No, okay, I, I could talk to you all day, you know. We could have an eight-hour yeah, show, yeah. you know. But, um, okay, so <laughs> you've got something. No, it'd be really fun because you're, you're so well-spoken and, art- and articulate, and I just love it, and knowledgeable and everything. Oh. Um, so what do you have coming up that Thank people you. can um, participate with? Because this is, this is neat. And how, does it cost anything? What have you got going on? Yeah. Well, I'm so excited. Uh, Elizabeth, I'm doing my first ever, you know, I've been doing seminars for 26 years, live seminars and hospitals. So I love working with groups, but it's always been, you know, in a, in a room. So of course it's, it's, it's limited to the people who are in that location. And so I've, I am now going to be doing my first ever uh, live uh, online webinar and it is coming right up. It's coming up on this Tuesday, January 10th at seven o'clock Eastern, of course, 4, 4 p.m. Pacific, and um, to register for that, you just go to, e- it's not the Easy Willpower website, it's easywillpowerwebinar.com. So it's easy, that's E-A-S-Y, easywillpowerwebinar.com. And you can sign up for free. Space is limited, so please go ahead and reserve your seat. And it's going to be a free webinar. And the topic is, near and dear to my heart, of course, the fastest and easiest ways to remove subconscious obstacles to weight loss and feel great fast in 2017. 
So it's going to be wow. packed with information on how to remove those subconscious obstacles, how to basically reprogram our own mind, our own thinking, so that weight loss can literally be easy, can be effortless. And it may seem hard to believe if you've been struggling, but honestly, and, and please, you know, you invited people to go to my website and on the blog, I have a whole category of um, people's results, and the results speak for themselves. And of course, on the homepage, all those, you know, TV shows you can watch. Uh, Julie on Good Morning America, she lost 140 pounds. Kathy on The Doctor Show, and of course, I'm there with them, which is such an honor. And hearing about how it really can be easy and effortless when you change your thinking. So the free webinar is all about that, and it's Tuesday at uh, 7 p.m. Eastern. And again, to to get to that webinar, you go to easywillpowerwebinar.com and sign up. Perfect. How helpful. And then how long is the webinar? How long are we listening? Is it a couple hours? Oh, no, no, it's it's 90 minutes or even going to be a little less than that. But plan 90 minutes because I'm going to take questions at the end and I'm going to take, you know, as many live questions as I have. So, um, oh, wonderful. There'll be plenty of time. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. And free? So I don't have to pay it's for free. your experts? Yeah. That's so cool. And um, And so what made you decide to do that? You know, I really want to get the word out to as many people as possible. And I kind of feel... You know, I'm not really an activist. I'm, I'm not at all. But I kind of feel like it's a way of uh, my way of confronting what's going on. I think there's so much mass hypnosis happening out there uh, from the food industry, the advertising industry, the diet industry, the pharmaceutical industry. I mean, honestly, you mentioned before people are afraid of being hypnotized. You know, I really feel that what I do is I unhypnotize people because <laughs> we are hypnotized. So, and, and, you know, having just come through this political season, it's just you can really see the effect of, of mass persuasion um, that's happening. And so my role is more and more to help people to tap into their own inner mind, their own inner wisdom. And it's really all about self-hypnosis. It's not about me, you know, hypnotizing them or having some kind of power. It's really helping people to empower themselves to connect to what is really true in the mass of, you know, even when it comes to food, my God, there's so much information. You know, should I be paleo? Should I be raw? Should I be vegan? Should I be, <laughs> Isn't you know, it? It's, it's like, what do I do? <laughs> yes, yes. It's throwing a couple of food allergies in there, and it's really confusing, you know. Everybody's uh, like, oh, you yeah. have to eat, you know, eat your omegas, and you're this and that. I'm allergic to fish. You know, <laughs> so you, you fear, too. There's there's fear, like, am I Oh yeah, it's just it's changing exactly. all the time, and you don't know. So I like to kind of, I like your approach. You know, kind of like do, how's that food make you feel when you eat it? I don't know how I I don't exactly. I don't know if I just destroyed that, but there's a concept no, in, in one right. of your books I read somewhere. Yeah, every food has a vibration that either lifts you up or brings you down. And if you look at food that way, rather than how many calories is it or does it smell good or yeah, it's like. Of course, it smells good. The food industry is spending billions of dollars on research on how to get us, you know, first bite, and we, they've had us. And it's really learning to start to look at food differently, like, yes, I want to really enjoy it. I mean, I enjoy food more now than I did when I was in my 20s and eating everything in sight, you know, um, sugar nonstop, because now it's different. I'm eating to live and not living to eat. And that's what I'm really training people to do, to listen to the body and to know, really know in every cell, it's not just a thought in your head, but nothing tastes as good as healthy feels. Nothing tastes yeah. as good as thin feels. 
Yeah, I love that saying too. I just am like nothing, and it's true. Nothing tastes as good as being thin feels and healthy feels and well feels and all that stuff. And I, I kind of take it even a step further. And I, I, I'm starting starting to think as I age a little bit that kind of like without your health, you're kind of hosed. I don't know. That's probably a terrible way to put it, but you know, when your health goes, you're, you know, you're everything kind of like suffers. It, it, it seems like, so, I don't know if that's articulated perfectly, but it seems like so much is situated around your well-being. Do you agree with that? Or is that, that, uh, oh, 100%, silly? 100%, especially because when I think of health, I, I think of mental, physical, and emotional health. I really do. I don't make a distinction. I don't think, oh, this person's depressed, but this person's just tired. I think that our mind and body are one and we can see that when we have a thought and how it affects our body and we think of something painful. And if you tune in, you can feel how your stomach's clenching, your heart, your jaw. Yeah. It's, it's an instantaneous. And at the same time, when you're happy, you know, you can be, you know, think about it. You can be so tired, so tired, you can barely walk across the room. And all of a sudden you get a phone call, like from your best friend, you know, who, whatever, you haven't heard from her in 10 years and you're just missing her so much. And all of a sudden she calls and it's like, oh, my God. You know, the energy is going to happen nowhere, and you're going to talk for two hours. Yeah. It's, it's an interesting thing. And that's thing. the connection. I, yeah. And, and you think that happens with food, too. I completely believe that. I think there's even like a – have you ever, like, eaten something, and afterwards you're like, I shouldn't have eaten that? <laughs> I think we all have had that feeling. And it's to learn from that. It's not – you know, it's funny. I say, you know, if you were driving from Los Angeles to New York – and all of a sudden you realize, and, and this is in the book, right? So I know it sounds familiar to you. And all of a sudden you start seeing signs for whatever, Mexico. <laughs> you realize you're going to turn around. But when it comes, you know, it comes to food, it's amazing. You know, the idea like, oh, my God, I just had that chocolate. I shouldn't have eaten that. I feel so bad. Well, I'm just going to finish the whole bar. <laughs> it's like, what? <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, that pizza was good. <laughs> the whole thing. Yeah. yeah. No. So it's, having, yeah. You know, and it's not about being perfect at all. And it's not. It really is, like you said, it's about health and making connections. And look, if you're a person that can have some chocolate and some pizza and still stay healthy, you know, why not? You know, but, but for many of us, especially like you, you know, you're saying, my God, it's life-threatening. So then in that, when you realize that it's threatening your happiness at some level or your actual life, as in what you're describing, at that yeah. point, that's when I find the self-hypnosis and what I teach so valuable. It's like, how can we shift our thinking so that it matches the result we want. And even people come to me, you know, with their uh, relationship issues. And people say, oh, I'm, I'm married to a real jerk. And I say, oh, are you going to get a divorce? No, I would never get a divorce. Okay, well, then would you be willing to work, you know, towards cultivating love, loving feelings? Yeah. I mean, if you're already going to stay in the marriage. Wouldn't that make sense? <laughs> and I've <laughs> yeah. seen it where people come back and say, I can't believe it. It's miraculous. I, you know, I just, I'm completely in love with my partner. I didn't think it was possible. I was so mad. But it's yeah. all yeah. in the way in what we're focusing on. Yeah, it's cool. I think I see that too. You know, the, you've got a lot of health focus, but I can see it moving over into different areas with the same concept going into all areas. It's pretty. It's a. It's a pretty neat. Uh, I don't want. I don't know. Want, I don't want to call it a system, um, but uh, what is the word for it? It's a. It's a program. Actually, that's a better a word, word for it's it. It's a great word. I, I mean, yeah, I mean, it really is. It really is a system. It's a way of I think it changing is, the way you think about yourself, 
Um, you know, my focus, most people come to me for weight loss, but that, again, is probably just because that's what I'm, you know, most known for. But even mm-hmm. when it comes to weight loss, I, I'm amazed. Like, I have, I think about, and I, Kathy with a C, not the Kathy on the doctor show, but this is a different Kathy with a C, and I'm most impressed by her. She came to me, she was using a cane. She could barely walk. She was trudging along. I think it took her, you know, probably 20 minutes to get from her car to the entrance, you know, which was very close. Uh, but she ended up losing 130 pounds. But you know what? She came to me for weight loss, and the amazing thing is she, it turns out she had been pho- had phobias for, for 45 years, hmm. um, phobias about uh, traveling, getting on a car, getting, not a car, sorry, getting on a bus or a train or a plane. Not only did she lose 130 pounds, which we did gastric bypass hypnosis together, which is something that I specialize in. Right. All her phobias disappeared because all areas of her life are connected. And she, she's always writing me and telling me, I'm in, I went on this cruise and that cruise. And, <laughs> and she's thrilled. She's traveling all yeah. over, which she hadn't she traveled for life. 45 years. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. That's a great story. Um, okay, so we're going to wind down just a little bit. But in our winding down, I'm wondering if we could talk briefly about your other book and then bring it back maybe to some of the, like a, one of the broth ideas that you were talking about, um, you know, that the stuff that you can sip and drink and, um, and so oh, forth. Yeah, the and then also, mm-hmm. yeah, the slender cider. And then also the um, divorce from sugar interests me a lot. I, I would love to, I've divorced once, but I'll take a second one for that. <laughs> I've been married for 18 years, but I do have a divorce in my past, but I'll take a second. I can have a second divorce just from sugar though. Um, so <laughs> I agree. Yeah. We all, I think a lot of us need to divorce sugar and I love, That's I right. love the concept because it has, you know, we're not going back. You know what? We've come too far. We are not going back to, to being controlled by a substance that can uh, really wreck our lives. So let's yeah. get that sugar divorce. I agree. <laughs> Yeah, so is that an actual website? Do you have a website about that? Yes. Uh, you know what? I also hired an animator who I love. She was fabulous, and what a great job she did. She created this whole video. It's really my story. I mean, it's my story of getting that divorce from sugar. And, you know, all the, you know going through all the, the, the uh, stages where, you know, at first it was, I, I, you know, I fell in love, and I love how she did it. You know, my husband's a candy bar. I don't know if you you go to sugardivorce.com and click on the play button and you can watch that video. And it's, it's, she did beautiful artwork. And then how I finally, and, you know, his whole family, which was diet, you know, and she depicts that with the animation and how I couldn't let go, you know, because the temptation was everywhere and how much he tried to convince me that I would be so lonely without him, you know, and how sugar does. And, <laughs> and finally getting rid of him. And then I was able to move on and literally create a life where I then got married and had my daughters and started my business so and everything else. Yeah. But it's really a yeah. true story. I, Cause when you're, when you're in the throes of addiction, as so many of us know, you know, we're only living half a life. if that because the addiction controls our mind. Oh yeah. You know, I'll tell you everybody a quick story, you know, about, it must be about four years now. Um, the person that I uh, have on my website, Gary Kobat, he's, he does everything best ever you with me. He said, you know, you're, oh. He said it politely. I'm going to paraphrase here, but you know, it's like it was clear I was addicted to sugar. There was no question. Do you know that when? So I started to change my life with green smoothies every day. You know, just to kind of get the the, you know, replace the whatever I was eating with something clearly focused and good. 
And so I would blend up my own green smoothie with a pear and a cucumber and a and spinach or kale or what you know that that classic green smoothie. And do you know yeah. during that process of divorcing from sugar, as you call it, I actually had the shakes. I mean, mm. like serious, like shaky, like withdrawal, like I don't, I'm not, I don't do drugs or smoke or drink or anything like that. But I imagine it was probably pretty similar to coming off drugs. I mean, sweat exactly. and shakes, and wow. that was freaky. And I didn't, I wasn't even eating that much, but. You know, I'm sure you've heard that one before, too. I'm sure I really was. But wow. Have yeah, you ever heard that before? Somebody describing that? Oh, my gosh. Well, I, I know my own my own self. When I first let go of sugar, it really was literally. Oh. I, and, you know, back then when I did it, you know, it wasn't even like it was well known. I mean, now I think there's so much information. All this research is coming yeah. out and saying sugar addiction is like cocaine, like heroin. Back then, actually, I was in the hospital, and the doctor said to me, why do you think, what do you think happened? And I said, well, I think maybe my lifestyle, the way I eat. And they laughed at me. They said, that's crazy. That could have nothing to do with this. And they sent in a dietician to talk some sense into me. And she proceeded to tell me that there's nutrition in the Schnickers bar, and I shouldn't even think about, you know, what I was eating. Crazy, really? right? Yeah, I know. Well, yeah. and that could be, too, because you weren't um... – you know, obese or anything too, you know, so people, I think people treat people differently. Like sometimes I'll go into the doctor and people will say, you don't look like anything's wrong. And then they test them like, well, I have strep throat, you know? (laughs) So sometimes you have to pry a little bit deeper when things don't look wrong and they really actually are, you know, like I can imagine with you, you, I'm sure that was the last thing you ever suspected was your, your heart was having issues. Um, so, you know, yeah. I I don't know. I I almost want to go on to the make sure you pay attention to your heart kick, but I think I'll <laughs> that's another just another hour. Um but um yeah. let me, okay. So, to, let's go to your um so we've got the seminar Tuesday at 7 p.m. You can go to easywillpowerwebinar.com, everybody listening. Uh, we talked about the right way. We talked about divorcing sugar and let's you want to end with uh, is it craving uh, did I get it wrong? Can I get the name? Oh, the craving cure. Oh, no, you got it. That's perfect. Cure. Right, Sorry. right. And you yeah. also, yep, the craving cure is my book. And then we were also talking about the slender cider, which is yeah. a great way physically. So the hypnosis I do really helps people with the mental and the emotional and uh, to change that, that program, uh, the mm-hmm. mental program. But, but like we're talking about when you say I got the shakes and sweating, you know, we have this physical component where we're craving the foods that we've been eating. So how do you yeah. cleanse? So hypnosis cleanses the mind, but how do we cleanse the body? And so I created Slender Center just sort of by accident in my own kitchen, and I was so excited. It was just It's just organic herbs, fresh brewed in a base of organic apple cider vinegar with some essential oils, and um, it, it tastes delicious. And you just take a couple tablespoons and put it in a big a glass or bottle of water and just sip it throughout the day. But when I, I started to give it to people, you know, friends and my clients, my weight loss clients, People loved it. They wanted more. So I knew I had to, you know, get a manufacturer. And I looked high and low to find someone who would fresh brew the herbs, like a tea. I didn't (laughs) want to just throw in powders. And I found a wonderful manufacturer in Portland, Oregon, who gets everything fresh from the farms out there. And I even have green slender cider with organic spirulina, wheatgrass, and barley grass. And uh, and, and it's just going to concentrate. Um, and that's, I have Slender Cider on all my websites. It's sugardivorce.com, slendercider.com, and easygillpower.com. So Wonderful. it's a great way to physically cleanse in a very gentle way so you don't have to have those shakes and sweats. 
Yeah, and for the food allergy people listening, um, do you know if it's processed with peanuts and nuts and fish and shellfish and oh, all no. that stuff? None of that. Okay. None of that. That's no. A, it's, it's... Go ahead. Yeah, no, no I hear what you're saying. It's very important. Yep, no, and it's a certified organic uh, facility, but he doesn't make any other anything else except for herbal uh, products. So it's all just the fresh awesome. herbs. Yeah, I can't, I can't tell you the frustration I have with the, the whole health industry with, yeah, this is great for you. And then you look on the label and it's got all these allergy warnings and stuff like, and it, and some of them are a little bit vague, like might contain or processed in a facility with, so you don't know if it has or doesn't have and things like that. So those allergy labels are really, really important. So I'll have to, I'll have to check yeah. that out. It's, that's pretty cool. Okay. And then um, Craving Cure. One more here. We got one more thing to really talk about. And I've kept you on the phone for an hour. I'm sorry, but I love this. Oh, no, no. This has been great. Thank you. So the craving cure, I love this book. And so many of my clients, you know, just tell me how much this book really speaks to them. And, you know, the subtitles break the whole carbs and sweets have on your life. And it's really all about how do you do that? Um, so, Again, every chapter is unique. Uh, I guess I always am talking about both the mind and the body because, again, I don't even see, um, you know, I just see how much the inner relationships. One of my favorite pieces, and actually I had a woman um, named Janice who lost over, actually, 140 pounds. She went to my program at her local um, hospital in Boca Raton, Florida, and she read the book, but uh, she had already, she had lost the weight with my hypnosis program, then the book came out afterwards. When she read the book, she said, my favorite part was creating the food map. And the food map is something that I created, and it's a way to really figure out what you can and can't eat without ever feeling deprived, without ever feeling like you're on a diet. So, again, we talked about how there's so much information out there that's confusing. So, you know, in the end, you think, what should I eat? What is healthy? And the food map is a way for you to discover for yourself um, what is healthy for you. Yeah, that's a great idea. I love that. Yeah, you know, it's it's interesting. I helped. I'm 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 not as seasoned as you in in the in doing all this for so many people, but this past year, I um dedicated my time to helping a gal lose over 100 pounds. And we figured it wow. out together. Yeah, it was so much it was so cool to see her transform. She almost weighed 300 pounds. And um, now she weighs a lot less than that, about 180. She hovers around 180. She gained a tiny bit of weight back over the holidays, but we're going to take that back off. And um, she has just completely um, changed her mindset, her exercise habits, her, I mean, talk about action. Uh, So I admire all these people on your website who have taken this action to just complete, it's a transformation of like everything. Um, And it's a dedication. It's a dedication, focus, and consistency. Um, it's ups and downs. It's bad days, good days. It's just the coolest thing, though. Um, yeah. To see somebody, yeah. to see somebody do that, it's just, it's incredible. Buying smaller pants. It really is. is. <laughs> yeah, I know. It is. That's beautiful that you that you did that because I think there's nothing more rewarding is to see people. Uh, to really help them to change oh. their thinking and therefore change their lives. Yeah, she she saved her life, I think. And she had that moment, you know, like, um, you know, that, that pivotal moment where she was like, okay, I'm not I'm just crying and I'm not going to live this way anymore. And she was talking to somebody else who recommended me to help her. And I'm like, boy, this is a little bit out of my expertise. Maybe, I don't know. Let's give it a whirl, you know, kind of thing. And, and she taught me and wow. I taught her as we went along. 
And um, it was so, I love her. Her name's Jen Witten Morrill. And um, she's, she's just a lovely human being. And I'm so proud of her every day. So I'm sure you, you have, you know, it's like you're probably getting to the point where you've got like a wall of people. <laughs> it's so cool. You know, you touch, you touch lives yeah. and they, and I think what's really neat too is they in turn touch another life. I love oh, the way. Oh, absolutely. It, yeah. Yeah. I think it's yeah, cool. Yeah, actually so that's it, true. Qu- quite a few of my successes went on to help other people and it's true. But, you know, I'm just so passionate about it. I just feel yeah. absolutely passionate that we can change our thinking and completely uh, change our lives. And particularly in relationship to food, we can change the way we think about food subconsciously so that we can easily, you know, we were taught to clean the plate, but we don't have to anymore. We can push that plate of food away. And, um, you know, maybe we're eating at night. We can totally reframe so that we just all of a sudden just don't want to do that anymore. So yeah. there's always hope. And, and so much is just the pattern, you know, the momentum, the way the momentum's going. And we can change that and start going in a yeah. new direction. Yeah, it's con- it's definitely a contagiously wonderful vibe too. <laughs> it's it's something you, yeah. you want to catch. <laughs> so anyway, all right, yeah, well I'll catch you on. Yeah. Um, thank you so much for being on the show today. This was so much fun having you on. Um, thank you for being open to to new ideas and new things and coming on here and staying with me for an hour and five minutes. <laughs> That's a long time for a radio oh, show, but it's wonderful. Yeah, so thank fun. you so much, Elizabeth. It was great. Yes, yeah, a lot thank of fun. You. Awesome. All right, everybody. So thank you so much for listening to us. Um, And boy, Rena is so cool. Rena Greenberg. um, Her website is easywillpower.com. Please don't forget, she's got a webinar coming up, her new webinar. I think this is such a cool, pivotal move for her too. Um, accessing more and more people around the country or probably even maybe world at this point. Um, At 7 p.m. Eastern on January 10th, it's easywillpower.com webinar.com it's free get that 90 minutes with her for free she's going to take your questions at the end i think that's so cool and then don't forget to check out her two books um the right way w-e-i-g-h and then craving cure and then we talked in the show um i'll list all the websites that we talked about um so i'm going to officially keep going with my divorce from sugar that's divorce number two for me I just think that's kind of funny. (laughs) There won't be a third one, though. So anyway. um, Yeah, no, no, no. So, All right. Lots of love, Mm -hmm. Rena. Thank you so much for being with me today. Appreciate you. Oh, you too, Elizabeth. Thank you so much. And thank you all for uh, for listening. It's really a pleasure to be with you. Awesome. Everybody have a great day. Thanks for listening. We'll see you Monday um, at nine at, I'm sorry, Monday, January 9th at 1 PM. We have another Hay House author, uh, Michael, and I'm going to have to learn how to pronounce his last name. It's G O O R J I A N. I have no clue how to pronounce that. I haven't actually talked to him yet, but um, he has a great book. What lies beyond the stars. I read the whole thing over the holiday break and it's such a good book. He's another Hay House author and he's an actor, director, writer, and Oh, we're going to have a cool show. And I love these books that have um, hidden meaning and codes to them and so forth. It's, it's one of those books. So really, really neat. So I'm excited about that. And then on January 19th at 1 PM, we have Noah St. John coming on. Noah's another Hay House author. He's the author of affirmations and you can go to NoahStJohn.com and uh, check out all his information. He actually has a free book he's giving away right now too. So, um, Anyway, so I'm feeling blessed to have all these cool shows, and I, I love all of you. Thank you so much. We're getting up near about 3 million downloads for the show, so keep sharing it. Keep changing lives. Keep um, loving our guests. 
buy their books, share their shows, listen to their webinars. It's so cool, and the love goes round and round. Your support. Put this quote out there. I'm going to talk one, for one more second. I put this quote out there um, on Twitter, and it seems to have kind of taken off. I borrowed it from somebody. It's like, your, your support your support of somebody's success won't diminish yours. Um, remember that. Support everybody. Support their books, their efforts, their success, because, you know, it's not all about you all the time. Um, you're pushing that information out there. It might really change somebody else's life who needed to hear that information that day. So I just think that's a really powerful component of supporting each other. And if you need help from somebody else, like I love Rena. Like when I said, do you want to be on the show? And I said, hey, let's trade books. Maybe I can read yours. You can read mine. That's my wife saying, help me. <laughs> you know, and I said, would you even be a listener maybe to my webinar? Help me. You know, and you learn from each other. And when people are open to that, it completely changes lives and touches people in a way that you probably never could even dream of. So thank you so much, Rena, for being open to being on the show and, and all your help and everything. It's been so cool. And thank you all so much for listening. And uh, let's make it a cool year for everybody. And we're going to have a great year with all the shows with Best Ever You 2017. All right, everybody, thank you so much for being with me. Take care and have a great day. Thank Thank you you. for listening to the Best Ever You Network. For more information, just visit us at besteveryou.com. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC. 